good afternoon and welcome again to this uh, still really new series that I just started. I put out the first episode uh, pretty recently earlier this month and uh, if you're just hopping in, you don't really know what I'm talking about. What I'm doing is essentially I'm going through the Billboard uh so it used to be called the Modern Rock Charts. Now it's called Alternative Airplay, which I think is a more suitable name for it. Uh, basically, I'm going through all of the songs since its uh, original inception in 1988. All the way up to now, I'm going through each song that hit number one and just giving just some short feelings on each song and then giving it a score, either positive, neutral, or negative. Uh, see, yeah, uh, we started off, like I said, with 1988 to 1989. Uh, it was a pretty short episode just because, you know, there weren't a whole lot of songs just, you know, in that uh, specific decade starting really late in the 80s. And I figured I wanted to start the uh, 90s off pretty fresh. And um, originally, I think I said I was going to do like 90 to 94 and then 95 to 99, but... Let me just tell you one thing now, this decade is absolutely packed with number ones, like, more than any other decade. Um, I think because, you know, there was just a new song, like, that hit number one, it seemed like almost every week until you get a little bit later into the decade. Like, the early 90s, you'll kind of hear me go on as I, you know, as I go through. It kind of felt like... I don't know, the radio just like really couldn't make up their mind on like a specific sound and they were just trying all of these different things or not really trying different things, but just like different things were being thrown at the wall to kind of see what stuck. And a lot of these songs, especially early on, were only number one for like a week or two. And, you know, I mean, the songs that you probably recognize are ones that were there for several weeks at least. Um, and that seemed like more of a thing that we'll see like in the 2000s and 2010s especially, and especially uh, 2020s. It seems like songs stay at number one forever uh, nowadays in the last few years. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about uh, 90 to 93 just because I feel like that's broken up a little bit better. I didn't want this to be too long of an episode, and I'm still going to try to run through these because like I said, they're is a lot. I think the 90s has like 150 songs that hit number one and all the other decades are like 100 songs max or around that. But yeah, uh, we're going to get into that. I'm pretty excited because, um, you know, you'll see there's a lot of stuff in this decade that I, I'm not super into, but like the really good shit in the 90s is really good. And there's just so much music that yeah, there's some stuff that I'm not really into, but on the same token, you know, there's a lot of shit that I absolutely love, and I, I found a, real, a bunch of really cool discoveries doing this, just like I did with the uh, really short late 80s episode. Uh, so yeah, uh, getting into the songs now. First up, we've got Blues from a Gun by Jesus and Mary Chain. Uh, picking up where we left off, this was the first single to be number one in the new decade, and as I said in the last episode, it charted basically the last day of the 80s, so I figured I would just kick off this episode with this song. Um, and, you know, I've got to go with the neutral for this one. Uh, while I am a pretty big Jesus and Mary Chain fan, 
This one is kind of a shrug to me. Um, it's a decent driving bluesy rocker that kind of dips its toes in shoegaze a little bit. It's it's not bad, but I, I just don't know how much I would listen to it again. I would probably go to something like Psycho Candy before this. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's fine for what it is. Uh, neutral for that one. And then we've got Psychedelic Furs with House. Uh, more Psychedelic Furs. I talked about them a little bit in the late 80s episode. Uh, this track also has a bit of a shoegaze feel to it. Um, and, you know, the more tracks I hear from this band, it's just more of a reason to check out their full-length records, like I said before. Um, this one in particular has a really intense emotional quality to it, uh, really passionate vocals and a tight-ass band. The electric guitars are extremely tense, but also dreamy. Um, an overall really wonderful atmosphere, uh, going with a positive on this one. Then we've got Cuts You Up by Peter Murphy. Um, a surprisingly pretty big song from the singer of Bach, Bauhaus, I guess that's how you say it. Um, I know the band, I just, I, I'm not really good at pronouncing shit, as you'll probably learn. Um, but I like this song a lot. This is a really enchanting song, just dripping in melancholy thanks to that main, like, string riff. It's just really haunting and puts you in this very particular headspace. Um, lots of uh, Bowie influence on the vocals here. Uh, very similar kind of crooning style. Uh, going with a positive for this one. Moving on, we've got Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You. One of the biggest singles of the 90s and arguably one of the most popular quote-unquote one-hit wonders ever. Um, I don't really think of her as a one-hit wonder because I think she, I don't know, I feel like she had other kind of big songs too, but I don't know. Most people consider her to be a one-hit wonder though, uh, so that's why I say that. But uh, this song was famously written by Prince, and, you know, I love his version that has kind of surfaced uh, over the years, but I, I don't think you can beat the performance that Sinead gives here. It's very passionate, very iconic. Uh, the production is very, very good, too. Obviously, with this only being 1990, it still sounds very 80s, and you're going to hear me say that a lot uh, with um, some of these songs here in the early 90s. Uh, yeah, positive for this one. Then we've got Blue Sky Mine by Midnight Oil. I need to get into Midnight Oil beyond just, you know, Beds Are Burning, um, which gets played on the radio all the time. Um, they seem to be one of those bands that aren't super popular, but the people who do know them really enjoy them. Um, and this one's, it's not my favorite, I'll be honest. It's It's got this driving, like, Heartland Rock kind of sound that's, you know, like I said, sort of hanging on to the 80s, but... I don't know. It's all right. Um, there's another song from this album that's coming up shortly that I'll talk about that I actually do like. This one's more of a neutral for me. Uh, then we've got Metropolis by The Church. Uh, this is the first one on the list that actually really stuck out to me. There have been other ones I've enjoyed, obviously. Like, I've given, you know, I've given a few positives up to this point, but Something about this one is just really special to me. Like, this is one of my favorites on this whole list. Um, I think what's special about it to me is that jangly electric guitar lead, which just soars in the sky. And then you've got that spoken word verse, which just, I don't know, something about it just makes me swoon. It's such a pretty song. Um, the chorus is just dreamy, early 90s bliss. Uh, very positive for this one. Love this one. Metropolis by The Church. 
Uh, then we've got another really big one. It's uh, Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode. Um, I already knew this one, of course. Um, and honestly, what more can really be said about this song? Um, it's a complete masterpiece of synth pop. The production is magnificent. It's thick. Not much else sounds like, you know, what they captured with this song. You can just get lost in the atmosphere of it. The bass line, like I said, the synth work, the guitar, those dreamy stoic vocals with the just like lovesick lyrics. Um, I've loved this one since I was a kid and it's easily one of the best singles in this enchi uh, entire chart's history. Uh, extremely positive. Love this one. Enjoy the silence. Uh, then we've got Emperor's New Clothes by Sinead O'Connor. Uh, this is another single from that Sinead record from before. Uh, this one's all right. Um, I don't know how many times I'm going to say the word jangly in this episode, but it really was just a common sound, and it's very apparent here. Um, but it's not really jangly in, like, guitar standards, uh, more so in, like, the rhythm I don't know. You, you, you'll know what I'm talking about if you just listen to it. Um, but yeah, this one's all right. It's kind of angsty. It's uh, not a bad track, but not really my favorite either. Uh, neutral for this one. Then we've got Forgotten Years by Midnight Oil. was alluding to this earlier. Um, I do prefer this one over the previous song from them that I talked about. It feels like it does this political heartland anthem thing like a little bit better and I really enjoy the hook on it it's really bombastic and heartfelt and when you listen you can imagine a crowd singing along to it and like some corny kind of dated music video it's definitely a leftover from like the 80s sound of course I mean what do you expect um being only 1990 uh really like this one though positive uh then we've got here's where the story ends by the Sundays um, this one is the first, like, coming-of-age, like, indie, twee type of song on this list. Um, it's, I don't know, it's very twee with those kind of sweet vocals and the, the gentle instrumentation. Um, it feels very of a piece with bands like, you know, The Magnetic Fields and Bell and Sebastian, but, I don't know, I kind of prefer what those bands did with this sound. Um, but this one's all right. It's not really my favorite, but I don't dislike it either. Uh, I've got this one at a neutral. Then we've got Policy of Truth by Depeche Mode. Another massive single from the massive record Violator. Um, this one's not necessarily as famous as, you know, Personal Jesus or Enjoy the Silence, but you've no doubt heard it in public at least once. I love the funky kind of drum beat with the electric guitar and the synths matching it. Um, you got to just groove a little bit when this comes on. It's a really cool track, just a uh, really cool driving around town kind of song. Uh, positive for Policy of Truth. Uh, then we've got Way Down Now by World Party. Um, I can't explain what it is about this song, but I find it so enjoyable and fun. Um, take a shot every single time I say the word jangly because yep you've got the jangly guitars they're very sharp um, the guitar solo at the end just rips and uh, the percussion on this track has a bit of a talking heads feel to it uh, the hook is super catchy as well positive for this one uh, then we've got a big one another one uh, we've got Joey by Concrete Blonde um, this is easily one of the best discoveries I've made while doing this. 
And, you know, I know this is like a moderately famous track that, you know, some people know, or maybe they know it and just don't know the name of it, or they kind of forgot about it. Um, but I just, I never got around to it somehow, at least not that I remember. Um, but I'm glad that I did better late than ever because, uh, this is just a gorgeous, like really spectacular track. The, uh, quiet verses with the vocals down low and then the, you know, belting dramatic choruses with the roaring electric guitars. It's a really heartfelt smoky ballad about a lover with an addiction and, uh, I don't know, it's just one of the most like emotionally effective songs on the whole list. Um, extremely positive. Uh, definitely a song that's going to be on the uh, favorites playlist that I mentioned at the start of the episode. Uh, moving on, we've got Jealous by Gene Loves Jezebel. Um, this one, I don't know, it's not hair metal necessarily, but it feels like it's sort of carrying over from that era. I don't have much to say about it, really. It's not horrible, but I don't know. It's just really not my thing, and it kind of irritates me if I'm not in the right mood. Um, probably my first negative on this episode. Uh, then we've got I'll Be Your Chauffeur from David J. Um, this one is such a lovely little piece of jangle pop. Here I go saying jangle again. Uh, it's mostly acoustic, very laid back. Um, something about the acoustic guitar on this is just so soothing. It's a love song, and it's got this cool, like, sophisticated vibe to it. His vocals feel very warm and just up close, and I don't know. Something about this song is just so relaxing, especially after a long day at work, just driving around at night, which is essentially what the song is about. Um, I kind of want to do my own cover of this at some point because I feel like I would you know, it kind of matches my voice. I sent this song to a friend of mine, uh, Stephen, and he was like, I thought this was you singing for a second. And I was like, damn, I must, <laughs> I really need to cover it now. Um, but yeah, easily one of the best things on this whole list by far. Uh, one that I regret not knowing before. And uh, fun fact, this is actually the vocalist from Love and Rockets, um, whose, you know, song So Alive was actually in the first episode. And is itself a really incredible track. Um, yeah, super positive for this one. I'll be your chauffeur. Uh, then we've got Stop by Jane's Addiction. I haven't really spent that much time with Jane's Addiction. They're a band that, when they're on, I'm like, this is fine. It's good funk metal, like alt-rock shit, but I just can't connect with it really. And, you know, this and the other songs of theirs here just don't do a whole lot for me. This probably being one of the better ones on the list. I don't know. This one's fine. I would go with a neutral on this one. Wouldn't go back to it, but I don't hate it either. Uh, then we've got Every Beat of the Heart by the Railway Children. Jangle, jangle, jangle. Just some more jangle for y'all. Um, I'll miss it as the list goes on. Uh, this one's got this upbeat driving rhythm with some Really romantic sounding synths and strings. I love the little synth break and the bridge especially. Uh, really good stuff. Uh, kind of feels like a cross between the Smiths and the Pesh Mode. Uh, positive for this one. Enjoy this one a good bit. Uh, then we've got Suicide Blonde by NXS. Um, and you know, I'm not a huge NXS fan. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's kind of the high gloss, like 
super sleazy pop rock that you would expect from them. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just not a huge fan. Um, I don't hate them, but I just hasn't really clicked with me maybe one day. Um, but I still appreciate them for, you know, just doing their thing and influencing a lot of bands that I really like. Uh, go with a neutral on this one. Then we've got Never Enough by The Cure and Mark Saunders. I'm a big Cure fan, as I'll keep stating, but honestly, I'm not a huge fan of this one. Um, but I believe it was just a bonus single that came from like a Greatest Hits record. Um, it's super like in your face and kind of like thrashy. Um, I don't know, it doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's It's not bad. It's okay for like a listen or two, but probably wouldn't go back to it. Um, go with a neutral on this one. Uh, then we've got Merry Go Round by The Replacements. Uh, back to The Replacements, I think for the last time. There might be another one, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, this one is just a fun, fist-bumping, kind of bar band rocker with a pretty interesting production. Um, it somehow sounds really dirty, but also like shimmering at the same time. It's not mind-blowing or anything, but it's really solid, like early 90s rock. And uh, I do love the guitar solo on the track specifically, uh, definitely the best part. Uh, I'm going to go with a positive for this one, uh, Merry Go Round. Uh, then we've got another one from Jane's Addiction, uh, Been Caught Stealing. Um, pretty much the same as I said for Stop, except, I don't know, I think I like this one even less. Um, honestly might go with a negative on this. I just don't really have any words for it. It's just not really my thing. Uh, then we've got More by Sisters of Mercy. Kind of shocked to see Sisters of Mercy on this list. I didn't realize they had anything that got like this much recognition to get like a number one song on any kind of chart. But um, yeah, this one's super gloomy as you would expect from them. And it's got these driving strings that sort of do the job like a synth line would have done in the 80s. Other than that, it's not super my jam, especially the vocals, which I just can't really get into. And the track just drags on and on and on. It starts off okay, but it just really loses me. Um, no disrespect to the band, though, because I like some of the uh, late 80s stuff that I've heard. Uh, but I'm going to go with a negative for this one. Uh, then we've got Kinky Afro by Happy Mondays. This one kind of reminds me of the Stone Roses. Um, but I think I would rather listen to the Stone Roses. Um, it's got kind of similar, like swirling guitar lines that make me think of them but I don't know I need to check out the other Happy Monday stuff um, because apparently they got pretty versatile with genres in comparison to like other 1990 British bands so you know I'm not going to write them off just because I'm not a huge fan of this song um, probably go with a neutral for this one then we've got All This Time by Sting obviously of the police fame uh, some parts of the early 90s before, like, the grunge kind of thing took off, or, I don't know, it's a little bit of a slog, um, especially, like, these last few songs here. Um, a lot of this stuff isn't, like, bad, really, it's just kind of, like, not my thing to decent, um, which kind of applies to this song. It's just a sort of, like, Heartland Rock jammer with you know, you expect it, jangly guitars, um, and I do like Sting's voice, I just, 
something about the songwriting here just doesn't really captivate me that much. Um, it's all right. Uh, neutral on this one. Then we've got Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones, a cool driving and funky British alt-rock tune that was uh, apparently inspired by Sign of the Times by Prince. Um, I like the horns on it a lot. Um, good vibes all around. Um, kind of makes me want to just like give one of my friends a hug or some shit. It's just a kind of feel-good track. Um, yeah, go with a positive for this one. Then we've got Losing My Religion by R.E.M., one of the biggest songs on this whole list. Um, you still can't get away from it nowadays. Uh, definitely the biggest song. Um, and it's not really my favorite of their hits. That would probably be like Shiny Happy People or like Stand or uh, the one I love is actually probably my favorite. Um, but I still respect this one for its legacy. And I do think it's a very like, fantastic game-changing piece of early alt-rock. Like I said, I'm not a huge R.E.M. fan, but I do, you know, gotta show some love for this track, and uh, you gotta think of all the cool bands that were inspired by this kind of sound. Uh, positive for this one. Then we've got See the Lights by Simple Minds. Uh, this makes me kind of regret only knowing their biggest hit, Don't You Forget About Me, because um, this song is a really cool piece of, like, moody, laid-back acoustic music with really great soulful vocals and uh, lots of pretty flourishes in the guitar playing. The uh, guitar solo at the end is chillingly good. Uh, going with a positive for this one. Then we've got Elvis Costello, the man with The Other Side of Summer. Uh, so this record, Mighty Like a Rose, is kind of where I start to lose any knowledge that I have of Elvis Costello. I think I know I talked about Veronica in the 80s episode and you know after the 80s it becomes a pretty big blind spot for me um I need to rectify that though because I do love this song and um also the song so like candy from this same record um both of the songs are super Beatles inspired which you know makes sense because I know he was working with Paul a lot um, it's a fun, upbeat track with uh, some pretty harmonies, pretty strings. Um, overall, a really satisfying musical palette. Um, and, you know, like I said, some people shit on his voice. I really like his voice. I think it's cool. I think it's very unique. Um, it might not be like the most conventional voice ever, but who gives a shit, especially in 2022? Uh, yeah, Other Side of Summer, positive. Next up, we've got Get the Message by Electronic. This one's kind of difficult to describe. It's just like a an electronic slash acoustic pop blend with super punchy drums that kind of get my feet moving. And it's got this laid back kind of crooning that feels carried over from like 80s new wave. Um, but you do definitely get the feeling of like 90s here for sure. The electronic horns are pretty cool, but... I don't know, it goes on a little bit too long for me. Um, I don't know, it's kind of a neutral for me. Then we've got Kiss Them For Me by Susie and the Banshees. Um, this is more of the Susie sound that I like. Um, I feel kind of bad that I started off this series by giving Peekaboo a negative. Um, but I don't know, I, I like this one. It's, you know, it's still different from their original, like, goth new wave sound, but... 
I could actually groove to this one. Like the guitar is funky, the percussion is super worldly and interesting, the melody is super cool, and I could see how this song was an influence on like the yeah yeah yes or something. Um, the vocals are kind of similar in a way. I would go with a positive for this one. Then we've got Rush by Big Audio Dynamite. Uh, this one's a bit too strange for me. I mean, I've definitely heard weirder things, but this combination just doesn't really work for me. It's uh, this punchy alt-rock cut with lots of weird intermissions and like samples of other songs thrown in, um, as well as some kind of dancey elements. I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. It's not terrible, but just really not my thing. Uh, probably a negative for this one. Then we've got Until She Comes by Psychedelic Furs. More Psychedelic Furs. There's a lot on here. Um, this is pretty much what you would expect from the band at this point. You know, if you like it, you like it. And I personally do like it a lot. Uh, driving acoustic guitars and drums. Really lush, dreamy atmosphere. Great moody vocals. Um, this one's got a little bit of like a world music element, like I said with uh, Susie and the Banshees uh, just a second ago, uh, in terms of like the percussion. And uh, there are these cool little nuances in that style, which I think change things up for the band um, enough. Um, it might be my favorite track of theirs to be featured here. Not like my favorite track overall, but... As far as this list goes, um, it almost borders on shoegaze in a way, kind of like House. Um, very positive. I, I really enjoy this one. This is, uh, yeah, like I said, definitely one of my favorites on here. Then we've got So You Think You're In Love by Robin Hitchcock in The Egyptians. This one's a lot of fun. It's jangly power pop with lots of 60s vibes. Uh, getting down the list, we're going to see less of this kind of thing. So I do appreciate these kind of final breaths of the sound. Um, I love how the vocals here sound simultaneously like snarky and sweet. Um, really fantastic harmonies on this one. Great electric guitar. Uh, really, really love this one. Uh, very positive. Then we've got Give It Away by Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, come on. This one's a classic. Uh, the first number one of many from the Chili Peppers. Uh, strap in for a whole lot more because I'm going to be talking about them a lot on this uh, series. Um, even if this title doesn't sound familiar, you definitely know this song. It's probably their most played song at this point. It's just a funky hard rock classic with uh, really tight playing from the band. And, you know, Anthony Kiedis is in full Anthony Kiedis mode on the vocals. Uh, I'm not going to deny this one. It's a positive then we've got The Fly from U2, the first appearance from the massively successful Octung Baby. Uh, the production from Daniel Lenoir all over this record is just something else. It feels like there are so many layers to it, and it just sounds like it's melting in your ears. Um, again, more of that world influence, especially on the production. Uh, Bono's whispered vocals and the verses are suave and cool as hell. And, of course, the Edge's solo is fantastic. Uh, positive for this one. Then we've got Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Um, probably the biggest song I'll talk about on this whole series. I mean, what else can I say that hasn't already been said? This song went on to, I mean, start a whole movement, and it went into the stratosphere for a whole reason. 
I mean, you don't need me to tell you that. And uh, I'm just going to leave it there. I mean, anything else I say is just redundant. It's like saying water is wet. Um, it's far from my favorite song on here. But, I mean, it is obviously a, a classic. I'm not going to be like a mega annoying contrarian and act like it's not good because it's popular. I mean, it is a fantastic song. Um, positive, of course. Then we've got Mysterious Ways by U2. More Octung Baby. Uh, this one's got more of a funk vibe to it, especially on the verses. Uh, it's a good track to dance to just to get your body moving. It's not my favorite from this record, but can't deny it. Still a solid tune. Positive. Then we've got Sax and Violins. Uh, good pun there from the Talking Heads. Um, this is from the only Talking Heads era that I know absolutely nothing about, uh, which is the tail end of their career. It was supposed to go on their final album, but ended up on a soundtrack instead, and that soundtrack was uh, pretty popular. Um, it's pretty much the bouncy, funky rock that you would expect from Talking Heads, but you can kind of hear like the early 90s creeping in a little bit with those uh, kind of eerie simps. Um, the best part of the track is easily the end with uh, all of those kind of goofy deep vocals popping in and out. Uh, going with a positive for this one. Then we've got uh, one of my favorites on here by far. Uh, pretty recent discovery. It's What's Good by Lou Reed. Uh, excuse me, What's Good and then in parentheses, The Thesis. Uh, this one is from Lou's incredible Magic and Lost record. Um, an underrated but also kind of cult favorite album that deals with him, you know, coping with the passing of two people close to him, um, all of the songs revolving around that central theme. This track, of course, being the central point of it all, being literally called The Thesis. Uh, lyrics all about the uncertainty of life, how it's up and down, simultaneously good and bad, fair and unfair. I mean, it's a message that's been written about many times, but the way he does it with all of the really specific personal references and then sometimes really hilarious lines like life's like a mayonnaise soda I mean like how do you write some shit like that he, but I don't know he just pulls it off and um you've got that cool like classic Lou Reed like spoken word delivery and you've just got those cool like balls out rock and roll guitar chords backing him up I don't know something about the song is just magic to me and uh, I love the end of the song where he's like, hey, baby, what's good? It's just, I don't know, it's just a fun track. I Something about it is just so addicting to me. It's probably going to end up on my Spotify wrapped because I've just played it over and over and over. Uh, very positive. Uh, like I said, one of my favorites on here. Then we've got Hit by The Sugar Cubes. If you don't already know, this was Bjork's first band, or maybe not her first band, but... It was the band um, that existed before she went out on her own. I don't know a great deal of their work, just a few songs, including this one. And man, this song has got a fantastic groove on it. I mean, the drums are crisp. It's got funky guitar licks uh, that are just so tasty. And, you know, Bjork proves even early on that she's one of the best popular vocalists to ever do it. No one else can really sound like her. Her voice is just so unique. So fantastic. Um, this would be a great track to throw on at a party. Um, it captures everything I love about the early 90s. Uh, very positive for sure. 
Then we've got one from U2, uh, one more from Octung Baby. This is one of the band's biggest tunes, especially outside of their classic 80s period. And, you know, reasonably enough, it's, uh, excuse me, reasonably enough, it's my favorite of the three singles that we get from this record. Um, it's got these very far-reaching, worldly, existential, classic, like, U2-style lyrics and this slow-building, gentle groove that transforms into one hell of a cathartic track. I mean, this song is the reason why people love this band so much. Um, and I'll say it again, fantastic vocals from Bono, amazing guitar from The Edge, um, easily a positive. Uh, really love this one. Uh, one from U2. Then we've got High by The Cure. Continuing this long positive streak, we've got a song from a record that I recently did a whole episode on, the album Wish. Um, if you want all of my feelings on the songs from this album, definitely go check that episode out. But, you know, I'll say it again for this track. I love it, and I love the pulsating, dancey beat paired with the classic new wave style bass line. And the lyrics are the kind of sweet, lovesick thing that you would want from The Cure. Very positive. Love, love, love this track. High by The Cure. Then we've got Teen Angst by Cracker. Uh, this one's not really my thing, I'll be honest. I mean, it sounds alright, I guess. It's really upbeat and has a blend of acoustic and electric guitars, which sound pretty nice, I guess. But, you know, that paired with lyrics about, you know, changing the world or whatever, it just kind of feels like something that we've already heard a million times before. It's not terrible, but probably go with a negative for this one. Then we've got Weirdo by the Charlatans. Um, this one's some kind of snarling, like, British electronic trip-hop kind of music. It's uh, very of this time. Um, another instance of just... This one's just not really my thing. It's not offensive or anything, but I just would not seek it out. Um, the album cover with the bananas is pretty cool, though. Um, but yeah, gotta go with a negative for this one. Then we've got Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead, uh, What a Title, by XTC. Talked about another XTC song before. Um, that one was a poppy, like, 60s-ish style tune. This one's got more of, like, a punchy, like, almost... ACTC kind of feel like with the instrumentation um, but the band sounds really tight and I do enjoy the vocals quite a bit um, my favorite part of the track though is easily that recurring harmonica um, going with a positive for this one I, I like this one a good bit then we've got Friday I'm in love by The Cure I mean come on I sort of feel like you don't even need me to talk about this one kind of like how I did with uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. You know this one already. You hear it all the time. And, I mean, you don't need me to tell you it's one of the best pop singles ever. I mean, easily a positive. Moving on from there, we've got Good Stuff by the B-52s. I believe the final number one from these guys. Because um, I know they would go on a long break for making music after this. Um... This one's just a funky good time with a, a hell of a bass line and a sharp little, like, Nile Rodgers style, like, funky guitar riff kind of thing. 
Um, it's the kind of thing you would want to listen to while you get ready for a party or something. It's just a fun song, kind of like the uh, Sugar Cube song that I was talking about. Um, always a vibe I can get behind. Uh, positive for this one. Moving along, we've got Midlife Crisis by Faith No More. And um, I'm embarrassed uh, to admit that I barely know anything about Faith No More. Um, I had never heard this track. I really didn't know anything outside of like Epic. Um, but I was really delighted by this track. I like the uh, strange like spoken word verses. Um, overall, it uh, feels kind of like a precursor to like new metal music, which I can totally get behind. And uh, you know, I, I guess I say that because of the contrast between like that and then like the heavy, passionately sung choruses. Um, super cool track. Uh, easy positive for me on this one. Uh, then we've got "Tomorrow" by Morrissey. Yeah, I'm a Morrissey solo fan. So what? Um, I had a pretty huge phase with his solo stuff a few years back, um, of course a little while after I got into the Smiths, um, and this album, uh, Your Arsenal, was a big part of my little uh, Morrissey phase, um, I definitely spun it a lot, uh, I really associate it with like 2015, and um, I didn't even realize this song was a single really, um, but it makes sense. Um, it's still early enough in his solo career where it still feels like it could be mistaken for the Smiths. Um, yeah, it's jangly pop goodness with a really great driving upbeat groove that I love. And, you know, I like I said, I hate to keep using the word jangly, but I mean... The word jangly is pretty much associated with Morrissey's sound overall and the Smiths and stuff, and especially thanks to Johnny Marr, who's obviously not on this track, but the association is always going to be there no matter what. But uh, yeah, positive for this one. Then we've got Digging in the Dirt by Peter Gabriel. I see used CDs of this album um, called Us all the time at my local secondhand store, and it's always piqued my interest um, since, you know, I'm a fan of the classic Peter Gabriel stuff from the, you know, like the late 70s and then throughout the 80s. And while this isn't um, on the same level as that stuff for me, which, you know, most stuff isn't, um, it's still okay. Um, I mean, it feels like it's typical, like art pop style kind of translated into a new decade, definitely trying some new things out for once. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would go with a neutral for this one. Like, I, I don't dislike it, um, but it's it's okay. Um, moving on, we've got Blood Makes Noise, Suzanne Vega. I'm going to have to check out more of uh, Suzanne Vega at some point. Obviously, I know Tom's Diner. Um, but I like this one a lot. I like this one more. Um, it's got really cool kind of... Uh, hypnotic drunken percussion and uh, a groovy little bass line and these really up close just up close and personal like hushed vocals that just sound super cool kind of uh, honestly like a precursor to a lot of the vocal stylings that we get nowadays um, but yeah this track is short and sweet I dig it easy positive then we've got Drive by R.E.M from the most celebrated REM record, Automatic for the People. 
Um, this one reasonably with the title feels like, you know, driving late at night on like three hours of sleep, just trying to get to your next location. Um, it's a cool track. The strings on it are really lovely. And I love the wailing guitar sounds near the end. Going with a positive for this one. Then we've got 10,000 Maniacs with these, uh, these are days. Um, I love this track, love the pounding, kind of funky piano and guitars on this, as well as the really passionate vocals. It's kind of upbeat, uh, but also kind of melancholy at the same time, which was a, kind of seemed to be like a common, uh, common type of sound around this time. Um, something about this song kind of brings me back to like riding in the car as a kid and just looking at the moon out the window. Uh, it's an extremely delightful track, and the organ on it is a nice touch. Um, one of my favorite discoveries on this whole list, to be honest. Um, then we've got Somebody to Shove by Soul Asylum. Uh, another one of those like dollar bin CD bands that I see all the time. Um, this one isn't like mind-blowing or anything to me. It's just, you know, your standard kind of angsty, upbeat, drunken rocker. You can definitely see and or you know hear the influence that something like the replacements had on these guys. Um, probably would go for a neutral on this one. Like I don't think I would go back to it, but it's it's fine. Um, another one from Peter Gabriel up next called Steam. I pretty much feel the same way about this one as I do about the other single that I mentioned. You know, cool production, cool guitar, cool vocals, but. Also not my favorite thing to hear. It's uh, very down the middle for me. Um, another neutral for this one. Then we've got Ned's Atomic Dustbin with Not Sleeping Around. Another down the middle track. Uh, kind of a rock and electronic blend. Um, I guess leaning more towards like the rock side. There's a cool fiery guitar solo at the end. But again, this track doesn't blow me away or anything. Uh, probably another neutral for this one. Then we've got Jesus Jones with, uh, the, the, uh, sorry for that, The Devil You Know. Um, some U2 vibes on this one, uh, you know, from the instrumentation all the way down to the vocals. It's, I don't know uh, really what I can say about this one. It's okay, um, but I'm also not like, like a huge fan of it. Uh, probably another neutral for this one. Uh, then we've got Feed the Tree by Belly. I dig this one a lot. It's uh, really breezy alt-rock, and the singer is apparently from Throwing Muses and The Breeders, who, you know, two bands I really appreciate, um, especially Throwing Muses I've been getting into lately. Um, I like how it's kind of dark and brooding and alternative, but it's also super poppy and has a great hook to it. Um, I love the kind of 60s-ish electric guitar. I think that's a great touch. Uh, easy positive for this one. Then we've got I Feel You by Depeche Mode. Um, a very menacing, like, gothic, kind of atmospheric song from Depeche Mode. Kind of what you would expect. Um, I like the loud, stirring simp sounds that kind of sound like you're inside of a storm. Um, but also the song at its core just doesn't do a whole lot for me outside of that cool atmosphere. Um, it's not bad though, probably a neutral. Uh, then we've got Regret from New Order. I'm only aware of New Order in the 1980s, so 
hearing their sound, you know, going into the 90s is pretty interesting. I mean, you can definitely still hear the 80s roots and, you know, we're still all these songs later only in like 93 here. So, I mean, still holding on to the 80s a little bit, but you can hear them kind of pushing towards something new. Um, it's pretty electronic, but definitely more on the rock side um, than normal. Um, I like the dreamy strings and, of course, the simps, with it being New Order, as well as the kind of surfy guitar and bass lines. Um, it's a really fun track. I dig the album cover for this one a lot. Um, speaking of, like, surfy, um, another positive for this one. Then we've got Walking In My Shoes by Depeche Mode. Um, I dig this one a little bit more than I Feel You. It's got a similar kind of downer groove with a kind of an eerie vibe going on, but this time there's this cool, like, self-aware swagger. Uh, the song basically just being like a middle finger to someone saying, you know, try walking in my shoes. Um, it's a joker moment kind of track, you know, we live in a society. Uh, one of those kind of vibes. Uh, going with a positive for this one. Then we've got Porno for Pyros with Pets. Eh, this one's not for me. Um, kind of a slow burn, like, mellow rock song with basically the same hook over and over. We'll make great pets and lyrics about, you know, mankind and the future and dinosaurs and shit like that. It's, it's not terrible, but just, uh... Definitely wouldn't go back to it. Some of the spacey guitar effects are cool, but just, like I said, not my thing. Uh, negative for this one. Then we've got Break It Down Again by Tears for Fears. Um, honestly, the first Tears for Fears song uh, that I've heard that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I mean, it's all right. Um, it's an atmospheric, kind of soulful, like slow rocker. Uh, the drums are pretty nice, but... It's such a sleepy song that I just, I don't know, I can't really grab onto anything going on here. Um, of course, no disrespect to the Tears for Fears guys. Love them still. Um, probably a neutral for this. Maybe a negative. I don't know. I'm kind of in between. Uh, then we've got Red Hot Chili Peppers again with Soul to Squeeze. I fucking love this song. Um, this is the first song in a while that feels... Like, we're getting a little closer to the modern age, and you'll see that with the next few songs as well. Uh, one of the best Red Hot Chili Peppers songs by far. I love when they take, like, a more mellow, introspective turn. Uh, this one's really emotional and moving. I love Anthony's vocal performance on this one. Um, it just sounds really sincere. The instrumentation is super tight, but also understated, like... Everything just serves its purpose in this song, and I really like that about it. Uh, this guitar solo was really simple, but beautiful for what it is. Um, it's one of those songs you still hear all the time on the radio, at least I do when I turn it on. Uh, very positive, love this one to death. Um, another one I love to death up next is No Rain by Blind Melon. This one's just a fucking classic, hands down. I mean, another one of those songs that... Some people might not recognize from the title, but everybody knows it. I mean, it's one of the best singles of the 90s, not just in the rock genre, but just in general, you know. Um, that little electric guitar riff is iconic. The tone sounds super, like, 
60s-ish. Um, to me, it's like the ultimate song for, you know, that crossover between like grunge and hippie. Um, the two subcultures just kind of meeting in the middle. Um, yeah, just one of my all-time favorite songs that will always have a special place in my heart because, you know, I've always loved it, but also it was one of the first things I learned on, uh, on guitar. And um, I don't know, it's also just so fun to sing along to in the car. The lyrics are emotional and raw and just so relatable for everyone. Extremely positive. I fucking love this song. I'll never get tired of it. Another song I love, um, these last few at the end are just like hit after hit after hit. Uh, it's Heart Shaped Box by Nirvana. Maybe my favorite, like, huge Nirvana single. Obviously, it's very unfortunate what happened not long after this. Um, as I've gotten older, I've appreciated what the band was going for on In Utero just more and more and more. I think it's a fantastic record that I think I kind of overlooked when I was younger and just thought it was too weird, but, you know, now being older and kind of being more accustomed to what they were trying to go for on the album with the uh like albini like rough around the edges production i just think it's a great album and i think this single is just so raw so powerful and in your face in the best way possible uh those same guitar chords repeated over and over and over are just hypnotic and you know kurt obviously sounds hungry for blood on the vocals uh just a really iconic and eerie track i mean you know, speaking of eerie, those lyrics are just really haunting. I'm not even going to try to recite them. Just look them up while you listen along. Um, obviously, a big-time classic. Uh, gotta love it. Very positive, of course. And uh, closing this episode out, the last uh, number one of 1993 is Into Your Arms by The Lemonheads. I really love this one. This was a new discovery for me. I really dig the vocals here. Uh, they're very raw, you know, speaking of that, but in a different way here. And I don't know, they sound like they're about to crack the whole time, but just in this really charming way. Uh, and the instrumentation's got kind of, you know, I keep talking about like that bar band, like replacements kind of feel. Uh, it's very evident in a lot of these tracks, um, especially here. Um, it's gentle, but kind of hard at the same time. It's just very like, split between those two modes and I don't know you can kind of hear this pushing in the direction of like where rock music was about to go uh, throughout the decade um, really great tune uh, very positive and uh, really great note to end this episode out on and um, just want to go ahead and uh, cap it off here uh, when I come back in this series I'll be doing you know 1994 to uh 1996, like I said before, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, gonna put out an uh, an October 2022 episode uh, here in the next week as well. Gonna be talking about my five favorites from October. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. And uh, God bless. Um, peace be with you. And uh, catch you next time.